Right, welcome to our next episode of The Two Who Recruit. Um, I'm really excited about today because, first off, we're in a new studio. So as you can see, we're being videoed, which is a bit terrifying, I love isn't it? it? Um, we're being interviewed, we're being videoed, um, but also we've got an amazing guest on today's show, um, Ankiem, who, is that, can I, am I going to pronounce that right? Uh, it, it's, no, it's Kime. It's uh, yeah. Different. It's a German name that travelled to Australia and got all confused. So, in Germany, you would pronounce it Keem, but you know, the other side of the world, you spin things Kime. around a bit. It's Keim. Very nice. Well, welcome and Keim. Thank you. Um, Obe. <laughs> um, so, just a bit of an introduction to Anne. Um, Anne started out her career actually as a maths teacher. Um, before joining Barclays as a credit market strategist, love that, um, spent 10 years at the IFS School of Finance where she did become chief executive and then on to become chief executive of the Chartered Association of Business Schools. But now she is the CEO of the Chartered Institute of Internal Audit. Woo! <laughs> um, where you've been for a year. So, almost. Just, yeah, almost a year. Okay, well, welcome. Thank you very much. It's good to be here and to see you again. Yeah. How are you? What have you been up to since we last spoke at the conference? Um, well, we've actually had another conference since since the big oh. conference yeah. um, in, in October. So we've been up to Scotland for our Scotland conference. So that was fabulous. Um, just want to say how fantastic the conference was this year. Really well organised. If, if people haven't been since potentially pre-COVID, I genuinely recommend going next year because... Not only are there some fantastic panelists, there are some fantastic spe speakers, but but actually, the the networking opportunity mm. we can't underestimate that. I think a lot of people have forgotten how powerful face to face interaction is. Absolutely, and what was really nice for us was that obviously during COVID, you know, you can't get people together in the same way, mm. um, and as you you've suggested, it it then becomes sort of something a bit different to have to come back in person. Mm. Last year, um, for the conference, there were more people online, joining online, than were there in person. And it was fabulous this year that it was the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So people are coming back. Yeah. Um, so it was just fabulous. And the joy of you know being around other people and talking about the fantastic speakers um, and the, the great discussions that were going on and debates that were going on was mm. just, it was superb. It was yeah. really good. I, th I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's coming back and people are favouring just that face-to-face -face interaction because you, you've not had it for so long. But I think it depends on the kind of person one is because you'll either prefer still being online and being hiding behind a screen yeah. or you're that person who actually just enjoys being in front of people it makes a huge difference mm. yeah i mean i i think the thing is as well that we had to sort of put on hold um our sense of being mm. and human beings are social creatures exactly by mm. nature yeah. so coming back and being social is just mm. sort of almost relearning that um but I don't think we'll do away with the, I mean, I can't promise, but I don't think we'll do away with the online version because it means people who perhaps can't afford to come to London mm. and to stay overnight yeah. are still able to join or mm. people who can just join the sessions 
um, whilst they're still at work, mm. yeah. the sessions that really speak to them. Mm. You know, so I think there's something about that as well. It's about widening the access. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's using a mixture of both tools, you know, or just making sure you provide that vast array of options for people to interact. Absolutely. But I'm definitely one that thinks face-to-face, you get oh, so much yeah. more out of it. Absolutely. Bring everyone back in the room. <laughs> Come on, we're going to all be back together Can't again. Can't say no to a drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's move on to a point that I really want to talk to you about. Anne, you are an OBE. We've never had somebody on the podcast before who is an OBE. I don't think I've actually spoken to anybody before who's an OBE. So I'm very excited. I just want to know more about actually what it involves. So who presented this to you? What did you have to do? And how, how was it? Yeah, so it was all a very strange thing. I got home from work one day and there was this envelope um, on the doorstep, you know, through the letterbox. Mm. Um, and it had the sort of royal crest on it. And I just thought, being an Australian, um, that perhaps they'd found out and they were sending me home. <laughs> That's, I, brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's so funny. Oh, and so I opened it up, and and it was this this thing that said, um, you know, we'd like to present you with an OBE, and then it's you know, if you are minded to accept, um, and it's it's very formal. If you are minded to accept, please reply by this date with this information. You're sworn to secrecy. Um, and things like you you have to sign to say that you've not done anything dodgy mm-hmm. um, and that you've not fiddled your taxes or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, and that you commit to never doing any of that because then they can rescind your OBE. Wow. And then they say, um, once you've done that, they write and say, well, you will, it, the, the announcement will be in the paper on this date. You are not to tell anyone uh, before that date, apart from your, bizarrely, the people you can tell are your own marketing department <laughs> because Brilliant. they want you. They yeah. want you to to advertise the fact. Um, but then you you immediately get these letters saying, well, you're now entitled to have your own crest um, and and all of these things, and you just think this is this is just bonkers. <laughs> this doesn't happen to people like me. So, so that's what it was like, um, and I couldn't tell anyone, and so, so then um, they said you will be. So then it's announced, and they write and they say um, you will be presented on this date at this place. So I was lucky; I got Buckingham Palace, and then you don't find out until the day, until you're there, um, who's going to present it to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's very amusing. I was able to take three guests with me. Um, so, and the, the loveliest one was my nephew flew over from Australia to come. Um, nephew of the year or century. Uh, probably very chuffed. Um, and who yeah, was it? Who, who was your chosen person? Uh, well, the, well, it wasn't, I didn't choose them. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> but, Request. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, um, it was the current Prince of Wales. Oh, that's I amazing. That, that so, is amazing. So, yes, and it was it was lovely. They teach you what you have to do and Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fantastic. You have a, a short chat and yeah. pins your your decoration on you. Wow. It, it's very very slick. Yeah, I imagine. Um, I love- and 
that and is a hush, bit, hush. Yeah, a, a bit like a bit like um, you with the pronunciation of my surname. They did exactly the same. Well, no, they did exactly the same in Buckingham Palace um, because they they queue you up in alphabetical order. And I just said, look, it doesn't matter, but it's actually pronounced Kime. And they said, well, no, no, madam, it does matter. Um, no one wrote anything down, but they pronounced my name correctly oh. when when I was called out. So it, it was, yeah, it was fabulous. And then I had a party afterwards. I was about to say, yeah, amazing. crack open the bubbly afterwards. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, we had to ask that question because... Sorry, it was a very long answer. <laughs> no, no we, we, we had to ask it. It's really important and it's an amazing achievement. When, when was that? When did you get that? Oh, I was very lucky, as it turns out. Um, the, my presentation was November 2019. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yes. Okay. That would have been, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? You'd be gutted yeah. if you got it the year after. Yes. Yeah. Getting yeah. It on Teams is not quite the same. No. Zoom. Not the same deal. No, really. not the same thing. Um, well, let's jump into the the, the interview. And, and the point of today um, is twofold. We're going to talk about the Chartered Institute and yes. what it is that you do. Um, but we're also going to talk a little bit later about the internal audit community, um, which I'm really excited to talk about in particular. Um, but let's start off with the Chartered Institute of Internal Auditors. Talk us through what what it is and actually what, what you do and, and what you represent. That would be really useful. Yes, well, we last, earlier this year, in fact, we had a look as a team, but also as our council at, well, how do we articulate our purpose? Hmm. And what's our strategy? What do we do? Um, and our purpose is really quite straightforward. It's to champion and support internal auditing for the benefit of our members, for organisations, and as a result, for society. It's fairly clear that's what we're about. We are a membership organisation mm. for people working in or associated with internal auditing. So um, to that extent, our strategy is based around four main things. Um, and the, the, the first being we're there to uh, develop uh, talent and help build talent and a talent pipeline. Um, we're there to build knowledge and understanding. Mm. Uh, so once you're qualified and you're working, you need to keep up to date and you need yeah. things like events um, so that you continue to learn. Um, we also have another aspect that I think is really important and only an organization like us can do, and that's influencing for the profession. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> There are many aspects to that, but one of them is engaging with regulators, with government. So we've been in contact with uh, the Department for Business and Trade about the Audit Reform Bill. Uh, we're in contact with the FRC about um, codes, um, the Corporate Governance Code, yeah. and how we can bring internal audit into perspective in that area. So that I think is really important and doing that as a group, I think, is, is gives us that voice. And the fourth one, which may seem a bit self-serving, um, and I guess to some degree it <clears throat> is, but what we want is uh, a sustainable uh, chartered institute. Yeah, uh, of course. Because if we don't have that, we can't deliver the others. Mm. So yeah. there, there are four main um, aspects. So we do the usual sort of membership things. So mm -hmm. we have conferences, as we've talked about. We also have other workshops. Uh, we 
uh, have education, development. We also have a newsletter. We have uh, technical guidance. We have uh, groups, which we'll talk about, I think, a bit later, uh, specific groups trying to uh, support specific sectors um, by getting people together. So there's, there's a wide range of things we do. Um, and of course, we do the lobbying element and trying to get internal audit better known. Mm -hmm. So it's a wide range of membership type activities. Yeah. I think that's really useful to know because, you know, whilst I know who the, the Institute is, I don't necessarily know everything you do. Yes. So that's quite informative. And I think that would be quite informative for a lot of our listeners. What what made you join there and why you know what what well firstly what made you join there and secondly why would why should someone join the institute in the future yes um i i joined for a number of reasons one is i as you've seen from my background i have a background in membership organizations yeah. and in education um and here again we have an organization that has those those things in place um but I also joined because I thought there was something I could give and do uh, to help promote the work that the Institute does, to make sure that we are developing with our, our members so that more people want to become members, yeah. that more people understand what internal audit is. Mm. Because, I mean, I didn't know what internal audit was before <laughs> I was approached about the role. Yeah. Um, it turns out that I had actually used an internal auditor before, but I didn't know that's what they were called. Mm -hmm. um, I just, as a chief executive, needed someone to help me uh, look at um, our financial controls. Mm -hmm. So I went to our external auditors and said, do you have someone who can come in and do this? Yeah. They didn't tell me, yes, we've got an internal auditor who can do that. Yeah. But that, but that, I think, is the problem. Not, not many people really understand the profession at all. I mean, we, we talk to external auditors a lot. I mean, every day, nearly every day. And the amount of external auditors who don't understand what an internal auditor does, yeah. that's baffling. Mm. I, we're having to explain to them what it is. Something's going wrong there if, you, if you've got a whole host of external auditors not knowing what... Mm this profession is yes absolutely and that's part of our role mm. is to try to develop the understanding mm. um it, you know if i'm looking at, at, at what my vision is for for internal audit it's it's that it's I, I did initially think that it was that people would want to support internal auditors mm -hmm. but i thought actually no that's the outcome of yep. the vision the vision is that people understand mm. what internal auditors do yeah. because following from that they will then want to support and encourage it yeah and I, and i think there's there's a perception so when someone does know what internal audit is there's a perception about what they do <laughs> and what they don't do and how they behave i think mm. there's you know again that needs to be something where I mean, we often educate people, don't we, around actually, do you understand what the role is? Do you understand what role you'll play if you actually take this role on? Mm. And those from an external audit background don't necessarily understand what IA is mm. or what the role entails. Mm. Are there um, softer skills? Yeah. Because I think this is, this I think is what's really important, right? I mean, yes, there is a definitely a technical element. You have to be technically strong. Mm. Um, but I would always say that actually 60% of 
an internal audit role is is your interpersonal skills it's your communication style and i raised this at the conference and the um in the panel session that we that we did um around diversity and inclusion um and I think, unfortunately, there's often the same words associated with what an internal audit should be like. So gravitas, really strong interpersonal skills. Mm. And that's not necessarily the case because then we're, we're only looking at a very small proportion of, of, of the population. If you think about neurodiversity, actually, it should be about um, not having everybody in the team the same, same personality, having a variety of different personalities. There could be somebody very strong at data analytics, very strong technically, and maybe they're a little bit better at, um, you know, keep, keep keeping the room happy as opposed to being a really confident individual who bounds mm. into the room. And I think it's important that we don't just stereotype the other way, yeah. which is saying internal auditors have to have gravitas, they mm. have to be, you know, really strong at communication. Actually, there's lots of different ways you can be a really good internal auditor. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Um, and I think you need that diversity. Mm. Mm. It's, it's the same in any profession. You need diverse people yeah. in any team. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you have groupthink mm. and that's when you end up in a mess. Yeah. And I think the personality point here is really important because there are, <clears throat> you know, I've been audited in the past and it's all to do with how warm and approachable you are and how you can extract information in a way where you actually not making a person feel mm. they're taking all that information, it, it really boils down to how someone can get that out of somebody mm. to get the best value and put in the best value for the organization as well. Right. Yes, and it's about, that's about trust. Mm. And yes. it's also about, and, and in that I mean trust that actually the internal auditor wants the best for the organization. Exactly. It's not a police force trying yes. to find people doing things wrong. Yeah. It's there to say, this is what needs to happen, yeah. or th here are some ideas on what needs mm. to happen to make the organisation exactly. as successful as it could be. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. When I was talking about perception, I have heard policing as the perception, and it's, it's not that. Mm. No. It, exactly, exactly. And I think it, it, it's, I mean, this really is one of those professions, well, not one of those professions, this is the only profession that I've worked in mm. where people are so passionate yeah. about what they do. I have never seen this anywhere else. Um, and that really mm. affects me mm. because I just think that's fabulous. Mm. You know, why didn't I know about this before? Maybe I would have made a good Don't internal audit. Yeah, I totally I agree. agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think we should all champion the idea of there being a Barbie that is an internal auditor. You barbecue? Know, no, Barbie's in the <laughs> oh. door. <laughs> <laughs> Not a barbecue. Well you, well, you, well, you know how Barbie are now trying, they're, they're now creating dolls that have professions that are not necessarily stereotypically associated with Barbie. So Barbie now is a vet or, you know, you can, mm. I don't know, construction worker. I think there should be an internal audit Barbie. Let's okay, so here's, here's a question for one. you. Here's a question for you, Julia. What, what would she be wearing? Oh, that's a good question. I can tell you, recruiter, but not an internal audit. No, knowing many heads of internal audit, I'm not going to comment. <laughs> that's, that might be a wise decision. <laughs> well, well in, in the sense that actually there's quite a lot of very, really, really interesting heads of internal audit Absolutely. who are not the stereotype. Yeah. And the amount of heads of internal audit who've, you know, who just look, I mean, I think they have to blend with their company. And this is what's really interesting, right? So... I mean, I've worked with, I won't name names, but I've worked with some media organisations and some 
you know, um, tech organisations. And the head of internal audit categorically can't walk into the media organisation in a suit and tie. It just doesn't reflect yeah. business. They have to be a chameleon to where they are. Mm. So, so actually, I've seen all sorts of outfits. Yeah. And, and I think the thing is that internal audit is sometimes hampered by the term audit yes. in the title. Yeah. Because people immediately think this is about finances. Yes. yes. And as we know, it's about so much more, more. than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's the story we need to be getting across, yeah. is that finance is a tiny part of hmm. what they do. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah. And and there are really interesting areas that are coming through. So you know, the technology side. Yeah. How do you audit mm. AI? You know, these these are complex yeah. questions. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you ensure there's no greenwashing? Yeah. Yeah. It's things like that 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 I think we need to get those messages out there. Yeah, and all that's new. Regulations are always changing. You know, I think it takes somebody inquisitive and enthusiastic to be able to research into that but those are all brand new things you need somebody who is creative you don't think of words like this when you talk about an internal auditor no but you need all of that yes mm, absolutely and and i guess on that point around ai um that was talked a lot about wasn't it at the conference absolutely um esg sustainability mm. yes. um is that something that you have to actively think about as the Chartered Institute? How you incorporate that into the CIA, for example, the, the qualification, or how you incorporate that into the training and the and the different sessions that you lead? How, how do you how do you do that? <laughs> yes, we we don't have overall say on what's in the CIA because that's run by IAA Global, and ah, that's under yeah, yeah. revision. <clears throat> that's under revision at the moment. So we have input into that, but they own that assessment and what mm. gets assessed there you learn something new every day i just assumed each country would have their own like it's slant exactly the same ah wherever you are in the world it's wow. exactly the same that's yeah um but that's why you have to have what we're called affiliates mm. in in each region so um you know where uk and ireland mm. um and that's where the training comes in so it's it's very much uh, you know, we do what we think and believe our members want us to do. They feed back to us that they that they're nervous about AI in all sorts of ways, mm-hmm. um, not just how do they audit it, but mm. how do they use it yeah. in their own auditing yeah. Um, yeah. and things like that. So they tell us that's what they want. We mm. then produce things to to help them. So it's very much a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There is a, a publication that we put out every year um, jointly with our European counterparts called Risk, Risk in Focus. And in that, we ask um, chief audit executives, heads of internal audit, you know, what are you most concerned about in the year going ahead? Mm. Um, and that, But also then, what are you spending most of your time on? And oddly enough, those two don't always marry. Nice. And that's where we come in yep. to go, Okay, so you say you're worried about AI, yeah. but you're not doing anything on it. Perhaps we need to help you. Yeah. Do, do you think that comes from a place of um, a fear? Um, I think in, in some cases, um, I think in other cases, it's what they're being tasked to do internally. Yeah. 
because internal auditors don't always get to decide what right. they're going to audit. Hmm. So the audit be, committee. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it yeah. will depend on the priorities they're yeah. given. Hmm. Um, and also something like AI is moving so quickly at the moment yeah. that you catch up and then tomorrow you're way behind again. Yeah. So I think there's an element of waiting until things settle a bit mm -hmm. so people then have a clear mm. path to, to what they're going to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because I think with tech in particular, it's always been an, for really fast changing, ever evolving mm. you know, thing. You can have something today and it'll change by in a couple of weeks because they've found yeah. a newer thing or found a, you know another bug and mm. there's something else that I personally am not good at tech and I can't imagine. Are you not? I'm not. No, and Don't imagine come if, across if that you way. had to audit AI. <laughs> like I just can't I can't think how somebody yeah. well I'm not but, an auditor but it <laughs> yeah. But if you challenge. if you think back, you know, we wouldn't have been talking about chat GPT. Yeah. In January of this year. We wouldn't. No. Really? I can't even remember. I can't remember when it came out. I have no idea. I mean, in, You're probably I, I, right. You're probably right. It, yeah, we weren't I'm, talking about it. No. Actively. No. Yeah. Whereas now it's everywhere. Yeah. I'm trying to use it. Hey, well done. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I should do. I should do, but I, I'm, I'm not. Um, you also mentioned earlier on that there are um, groups that, that, the, that the Chartered Institute um, host, hold, set up, create um, in correspondence to the members. I think what you're getting at there is the um, the women in internal audit. The um, what's the other one? There was another one as well. Race and ethnicity. The race and group. ethnicity. We yeah. also have Aspire, which is for new internal auditors. Okay. Um, we have a, a, a data analytics forum. Mm. Uh, so we we have a number. We have an FS forum. We have a number of different forums that cater for specific. Mm. areas mm. but uh, I, I think the the ones around aspire women in internal audit and race and ethnicity is based not on where do you work and what's your focus mm. but more on well what's your background yeah, yeah. absolutely and I, I think this is the point isn't it on on diversity and inclusion um we often talk about certain pockets of that we talk about gender we talk about ethnicity we talk about religion but but actually and i think what's really important to look at is socioeconomic backgrounds i i genuinely do think that is what's key yes. and i think if you look at a lot of for example audit committee chairs heads of internal audit there yes we might we might be doing quite well actually i would say in in gender often uh, at head of internal audit level although we are doing a report next year so watch this space we will be releasing a report that will give more facts um but actually i i still think the majority of in, you know the internal audit profession have yep. a university degree for example yes. and of course in this society you need to be a certain person unfortunately still to get into a university and to even go down that mm. path and so yeah that, that's something we, we need to we need to focus on more yes i i agree up to a point mm. and, and i think it's mm. it's a really good point to raise because we do need diversity at all levels yeah mm. and whilst you know i was at the uh, annual conference last year before i'd started and i thought wow this is a really diverse group of people mm. but once you get to the senior level 
that diversity falls away. Yeah. So there's clearly a barrier there that we need to help get over. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm with you as an educationist, I'm with you mm -hmm. on making sure there are roots in. Mm -hmm. Now, we actually are what are called endpoint assessors for a level four in internal audit. So that's for someone that's the equivalent of a first year university level, not breadth, but yeah. it's that sort of getting people in who don't have a degree. We also have an apprenticeship at level seven, which is master's degree, that also gets you the CIA. Okay. Um, so that again is not necessarily for people who've been to university. Mm -hmm. um, and, it's, and it's making it affordable because it's an apprenticeship. Yeah. So you've got a job at the same time. Yeah. So these sorts of things are really important. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that, that what we do is help people progress regardless of where they start. Yeah, and I think apprenticeships and thinking of, again, diverse ways of getting people into internal audit or into work, that has to be talked about a bit more because it will be the route. I mean, universities are getting expensive. People come from different backgrounds. They might not have the chance to necessarily be able to do that, but you never know what their personality, as we talked about earlier, is very key to this role you know, that could get someone into it. Yeah. That helps to grow Absolutely. the IA and market. You just don't know why. It, it's not just necessarily that people can't afford to go to university. Mm. It, yeah. it could be that circumstances yeah. just mean, yeah. you know, maybe they messed up at school. Yeah. Um, yeah. They deserve a second yeah. chance. I, I completely agree because, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in who you were then isn't the person who you shape up to be later. And I, I completely believe in second chances. And they could be really good at that. That's something, you know, we should advocate for and talk about a bit more. Absolutely. One of the awards we have at our annual awards um, mm. ceremony is, is for uh, people just starting out and apprentices are in that category. Mm. And I just think it's fantastic. And I, I did meet um, someone who started their, their life in internal audit with the level four mm. apprenticeship, yeah. then went on to do the level seven. Mm. And for me, that just says, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is someone who's, who's decided this is what it is. Yeah. Let's forget about what happened before. This is, mm. this is what their career is. And I think that's fabulous. Yeah. And, and I think that's where our role actually comes into this because I, I think it's great <laughs> if we get people down that road, but there's no point people going down that road if hiring managers don't want to take people from that road and i think what we are trying to encourage heads of internal audit to do is to not necessarily go immediately towards what they what they know so what they've done themselves yeah. or what they've always hired in the past and you know that can be really hard that can be mm. really hard. Mm. The conversations I've had to have sometimes with a head of audit to really try and open their eyes and go, I know you want that. I, I, I know that's your preferred. Mm. However, <laughs> there is an individual that I know who's come from a different mm. route. They've done an apprenticeship or they've, you know, not got an ACA. Um, but you know what? Their personality is amazing. They're going to really align well to your business. And I think you're going to love them. And they go, oh, uh, uh, okay, fine, mm. sure. And I say, neck on the line, please interview them. And I, I tell you what, a lot of heads of audit do end up hiring yeah. that person. That's fantastic. That they wouldn't have normally interviewed. 
and it's yeah. that's cognitive diversity isn't it it's mm. thinking very differently because i admit as a hiring manager I've been there, I've done that. I see someone similar to me and I'm like, oh, I can see they're very similar. Yes, they'll be great at this. Not true, absolutely not true. And I think you you have to push yourself as a hiring manager, you have to push yourself and challenge your mindset, you know, to look for something different because you, people will surprise you. People absolutely surprise people sometimes. And the other thing that I was going to say is we go into schools as recruiters, I think it's in our, not only in our interest, but you know, it's something we should do and recruit all recruiters should do this is yeah. go into schools, tell people, have you heard about this career option? Because mm. they haven't. No. Right? No. Jules well, is doing that well, soon, I think. But it's it's even when you get to university and yeah. people are in a business school, yeah. they come out with um, you know, their business degree or economics a, or, or accountancy. Like yeah. Yeah. And they've never heard of internal audits. Ex- yeah. And that's one of the things I want to do, given mm. my background working with business schools. Yeah. One of the things I want to do is work with the business schools just to help them, to help mm. their students understand that this is a route yeah. they could go down. I completely agree. I'm going to pat myself on the back here because I got someone into internal audit at one of the top 10 firms. I was going to say the firm, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> but I influenced that, isn't, her. Isn't that your job? What do no, you mean? I mean, <laughs> but I'm confused. Do you but, mean an apprentice? Yeah, she oh. was, yeah. She was. She she didn't know what her options were, and I was like, oh. "Have you heard about audit?" She did a finance oh. degree. I was like, "Right, you need to go down this route. You need to make these applications, and you should get into audit." I thought I, I did that. I thought you no. meant you'd help recruit somebody. <laughs> I was like, um, "No, that's my day job." This was, this was a call on the side, and I was like, "You need to go down this route." And she's a newly qual. She, she's she's there. She's yeah. there. And I guess if we can think about. Um, other other areas around diversity and and maybe aside from that if there's any other things that the Chartered Institute are looking to do to help attract more talent are there any other things that you want to highlight that you're doing well I think what we're trying to do in in universities also we're we're looking again at our apprenticeships just to make sure that they're right and sort of appealing to the right types of people mm. I think those sorts of things are really key and I, I I guess I've got a question for you when you're recruiting and trying to convince people to to look at people who are a bit different mm. is that getting easier given that um, the things that are happening in say technology and sustainability and so you're not necessarily going to get people who are coming from an accounting background who are specialists mm. in this. And uh, is that helping, do you think, heads of internal audit to, um, to yeah. think a bit more broadly? I, I think it will eventually get there. I think I think the, the problem at the moment is most internal audit teams that we do work with are under-resourced. I mean, let's be honest, you know, I think most heads of internal audit would love 10, 20 more people. Um, and actually, it remains that you know, financial risk is, is, is one of the biggest risks for, for a business. And therefore, they, they tend to need people who've, who are qualified in finance. Um, we have had certain people ask us about ESG auditors. Um, but there aren't many people who potentially are in sustainability who want to go into audit. Yes. They want to be in sustainability. They want mm. to be doing that role. And so um, I, I would say that we're not really seeing that shift yet. I would say that there are some individuals who are becoming a little bit more open to different backgrounds. But, but I do understand. I mean, if a CFO has said, 
the audit team needs to all have an ACA, or if the audit yeah. committee have said we need all the auditors to have an ACA or to have a CIA or to have this background, there's nothing really much that 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 can change. Mm. I think it has to come from right at the top. Turn at the top. Um, mm. Yeah, and we are mm. speaking to a lot more audit committee chairs now. Actually, it's part of our agenda for next year is to try and help try and bring in audit committee chairs into the conversation because uh, that's really important really important and yeah. um, so we're doing we're doing that at the moment but we're, we're, we're getting there um yeah yeah um so i guess in terms of what, what we've covered so far we've covered the institute of well, the charter institute of internal audit we've covered diversity yes. is there anything else that you you've got the platform you've got the you, you're here you're sat here you've got the room you've got the audience anything else that you want to tell people about or raise Yes, I think you'd asked me a question earlier that I didn't actually answer, so I (laughs) apologise. I think you'd asked me, you know, why should people be members? Oh, yeah. And and for me, that's really important. And Mm. I think there are a number of reasons people should at least consider being members. One is you become part of a community of like-minded people. Mm. And you can learn a lot from those people. And as we've discussed, especially people who are not like you, Um, who don't have the same background and experiences. Mm. Um, Obviously, you get all the benefits of, you know, it's cheaper to come along to conferences and Mm. things like that. Um, You get to have initials after your name if you're certified and still a member. Um, But there for me, sort of, yes, they're nice to have, but it's, it's being part of a community, being part of the conversation and being able to influence us to influence others yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I think with us being the voice if you like of internal audit mm. um, people listen to us more than they would listen to an individual uh, company or uh, an individual person mm. we're representing mm. you know over 10,000 people yeah. come and be part of that yeah. let's get it up to 12 let's get it up to 15,000 yeah so that mm. we're, we're we're much more yeah. uh, representative of the whole mm. absolutely here here I I, I would I would agree with you I think being part of a community is really important and as at, right at the beginning of this conversation we talked about networking and we talked about talking to people within your profession and industry it's really important it's where people learn the most mm. And so I, I, I would I would I would agree with you. Um we need to finish off the podcast and as That's time already. Yeah. Um Sheens, over to you. Right. So I've got a question. I'll go for the Belgium one. Okay. So Absolutely. just just to be clear, Context. so it's our bamboozled question. <laughs> um at the end of every interview we ask okay. a totally random question that I'm scared. <laughs> I am <laughs> Yeah, Anne, Anne doesn't know what this question is. Um so we're off. So Jules and I, to give you some context, we were in Belgium at the weekend. And I hear nice. you're a bit of an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> She's like, what she said. <laughs> so we we were playing this game and we were playing it for 12 hours. I'm pretty sure. We, were, we, yeah. we played it at the restaurant. We were playing it at a bar. Obviously, we had a few drinks. Jules and I have a very uh, sociable life. Outside of work, we're, we're quite cool, I would say. I well, like, I'm not, I'm not with cool this? by saying in that, but... <laughs> Two options on the table here. Okay. You have to pick one. Which one would you do? Skydiving or bungee jumping? Oh, skydiving. Why? I'm scared. <laughs> that was like a really easy answer. But, yeah, but that was it. really quick. Uh, yeah, because skydiving you do once. 
you you jump out you come down you land that's it whereas bungee jumping you just keep going up and down i mean that would terrify me um get it done and over with well it's sort of i mean i i've i've done um parasailing and which is if you've never done parasailing it's superb and what what you what you don't ex- what I didn't expect was that when you're up that high, it's silent, and so everything that's going on hmm. is just with your eyes. It's what you see, and somehow it's it, it's. It, I found that just brilliant. I would do that again in a flash. Oh my so I I think skydiving would be. That is amazing. I'd be terrified. I'd be absolutely <laughs> terrified. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, if I had to choose between the two, no brainer. Oh. That's such an easy answer. Well, brilliant. You're brilliant. quick to it. Well, yeah, and, quick to and, it. That's what we like. Also, <laughs> y- y- I've heard too many stories about <laughs> bungees where they haven't got the, the length oh, right. Yeah. I, this is why I'm too scared because I would be that person. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. For <laughs> that. Come on. <laughs> thank come you. On. She's at the What would you do? I wouldn't, I wouldn't do either. You oh, come on, mad. you were told. You were told no. you had to do one of them. Um, Jules, you don't have an option. What would you do? I'm going to go Which with one? Anne's option because that's actually a really logical logical answer. Yeah. That makes sense. You'd do that. Right. Yeah. By the way, Jules is bungee jumping and or skydiving rather next week. What? Why don't you? No, I'm not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and, on, and on that note, um, no, thank you so much for, for joining us. We really, no, really enjoyed you. it. Thank you um, so much. Really appreciate it. And good luck with everything that you've got going on next year and with the Charlotte Institute. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank Thank really you. good fun.